Hello and welcome to ClapperCast, your weekly discussion of all things cinema. Today, a little bit of a bonus episode here, still an official episode, but a bonus episode. I'm joined by Paul Price. How are you doing tonight, Paul? Ah! <laughs> Alina Falls, how are you doing, Alina? I'm fine, but Paul's scream just scared the shit out of me. Oh my god. We are I'm genuinely about a minute and a half removed from the Oscars. One of the craziest, for good and for bad reasons, Oscars in history. And I feel like we need to kind of debrief on what we just saw the the end of the night. Not Best Picture. We'll get to that. But I Anthony think we Hopkins. Start backwards. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins won Best Actor. We fucking called it last last episode. We fucking all called it. Paul, you're crying. What's up? <laughs> Oh, by the way, I guess I should intro. Like, this is we're talking about Oscars. I mean, FYI, that is what this is. This is our Oscar discussion. <laughs> but Paul, what are your thoughts on this? It just so deserved it. Anthony Hopkins is the father, and like, I don't, you know, we'll talk about Nomad Land later. But like, after that brutal, like, mid Best Picture win. <laughs> which is insane and we'll talk about that in a second but like (laughs) all i wanted was for anthony hopkins to win best actor he deserves it he needed to uh chadwick boseman has won everything before anthony hopkins deserved it i am flying (laughs) we all go ahead we all wanted Anthony Hopkins. I said it. I don't know if Alina agrees, but like that was the number one win I wanted. And it comes after that. It was so obvious. Like, oh, you're ending on Chadwick. It makes total like logical story. We know every, all the sense is pointing to this is Chadwick clearly. I'm so, I'm so happy. It's, it's so funny. Cause I was so mad after the picture shit. And now it's just like, well, that was, that was, no, baller. it was great. And what we ultimately learned was, uh, they've always known what would win and they just assumed best picture is what you end with and i still think you end with best best picture but this was great because even in our little group chat before this we were talking about we should like talk about things in order but best picture didn't matter we all knew what best picture was going to be all of the side things are way more fun. So, Alina, how do you feel? Yeah, how are you doing, Alina? I am generally just, like, tired and miserable. But I think Anthony Hopkins winning made it all worth it. It was just a lot to suffer through. I have a lot going on. And I'm just like, this is pain. Other than that, <laughs> I don't... We all were like, having such a bad... Like, I know we seem very elated and alive right now. We were like, this is stupid. I'm not. This is dead. Well, Alina is. Me and Paul seem, you know, pretty good. But, like, we were tired. Well, we were it's done. also, like, 11 o'clock for me. I'm tired. It's Ramadan. I'm moving. I just feel like... I can't... I feel like I'm just not into it. Like, well, it I feel like if I was more well-rested, I'd be more excited. But I just... I'm t- I want to go to bed. It doesn't help that the <laughs> awards, like, show, I think, was genuinely quite horrific at times mm-hmm. very very dry very very boring um maybe we should start with like what were your thoughts on the style of the show obviously this looked just visually incredibly different from anything we've seen before from the oscars um this was the ugliest oscars i hated every second of this oscars 
if I was not in a group chat with two of my closest friends, I would have quit out. And that is someone who loves the Oscars. And I don't mean like when people say like, oh, I love the Oscars. No, I love the Oscars. Like I am obsessed. I, I can now reveal to everyone, I have watched every best picture. <laughs> I have done it. I have been the biggest Oscar fan that someone could want as an Oscar person. Um, this was boring as fuck. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. It was nothing happened. The surprises were telegraphed. And I know that was because uh, additional awards, but there were like two shocks in the entire night. And one of them was at the very end. It's just something that like you can't do in this scenario. You have to figure out ways to change it. And I will blame 100% Steven Soderbergh. You said this is going to be a movie. You prepared us to enjoy a movie. You showed us like a high school like award ceremony. There was a bunch of people in a room and you allowed that one person to win an award. There was not cutaways. There was no cuts to the clips of the movies that no one that you have not seen in all the different questionnaires and everything about the Oscars. Nobody knows these movies. And then you proceeded to not show these movies. It was very upsetting. Um, and overall, it was just something that I'm not particularly sure anyone who tuned in who was not previously aware of every single one of those movies cared about. I'm curious about your opinions, guys. I think that this Oscar season really, or not even season, but the show proves the importance of building a good uh, show. I'm actually really happy with most of the winners like themselves, but the presentation was so dry and this shows the importance of having the Oscar clips, of having the songs in there, of having these little breaks and having these little things to rejuvenate. There was one bit and I hate the bits. Every year I say, get rid of the bits. I don't need them. And I agree. The one bit where they were going around doing the songs and guessing what it was on hour three of the broadcast. Hate it. It was dumb. It was boring. It was 10 minutes wasted. Um, you know, I hate it. But the only other break we really had other than awards was the In Memoriam, which lasted a minute and a half with rushed, you know, sequences for everyone that lasted approximately two and a half seconds for each guy in person. Like, I think this show proved like, I, I, I like the visual style. I, it also proves like the importance can't be on the people. They, Oscars are in this point where they're trying to reinvent themselves. And you could tell here, they're trying to focus on the people rather than cutting away to clips of the movies, you would focus on the people. But if you have films that no one cares about and even the people who know about them really have no passion for them, which is kind of the boat I'm in, it really doesn't mean that much. I think they did a quite horrific job. And I'm someone who watched nearly the entire pre-show. I just kind of had it on while I was doing stuff. You know, they didn't do a good job building these narratives. They didn't do a good job sucking me in. And then, I mean, you write this movie that's supposed to end, even if, you know, Chadwick Boseman isn't the winner I would choose. At least, you know, that's an emotional end, whatever. It's not, you don't even get that satisfaction of like, that's a great closing moment. It just ends on this horrific troll of Anthony Hopkins, who isn't even there. 
Like you just see his like face, his fucking photo, which isn't even that good of a photo pop up. And then it's just bye. Like it's so unsatisfying. Well, and I, I will hop in here and to say, stop fucking projecting people. Like we've sat there and we've said it's Chadwick. And I was like, Hey, you and I, and even Alina, um, uh, all we're like, this is Anthony's and he will win and it will be the shock of the night. Anthony is not there because he didn't think he'd win. He would have gone to London. You're watching his Twitter and you're watching him go through Wales because he's trying to act like he doesn't think he's going to win and he doesn't think he's going to win. And he's trying to be very casual about it. He won and now he's very upset. <laughs> like, and it's entirely like, Anthony Hopkins really, right now is like fuck. it genuinely pisses me off though because what is this Oscar and Oscars night going to be known for it's going to be known as the night they didn't do best picture last not the night where like I think universally everyone agrees the best acting of the year the best actor best performance of the year if not the past decade got recognized and got the win it's not going to be known for that it's going to be known for the I, night I, they fucked I up the order continue on I will say <laughs> aggressive i've watched a bunch of all time it's it's one of the greatest performances ever that we have ever seen in acting it's something that like you know we've seen with uh julian moore and all these people who have tried it and they've done very impressive jobs but there's someone who walked you through what it feels like to be someone who's dealing with dementia and he he did probably the best job of any actor in a weird situation and so you're sitting there and you go yeah he's the best actor and now it's diminished by both two things uh this best picture nonsense and also that we as a society are just telling him he's not winning <laughs> so he's not there um he wasn't there for uh two popes because he knew he wouldn't win and he's not here because he knew he wouldn't win and he did and he would have given a great speech and it's very upsetting that we as a society are uh, uh, creating the narratives that throughout this night have fallen apart um you know, I tried to bet and, you know, I told you guys about this. I tried to bet on various things. And I think I would have ended up with like $3,500 if I could have like worked it out. But um, that's the thing. Nothing, even in this Oscars that feels once we're finished, perfectly like set in stone. This is not, this was not an Oscars that was set for anyone. And that's really upsetting that we... Twitter and people around us decided what the Oscars were going to be. This is just, it was just genuinely the most like disappointing Oscars ever. Like, I like the Oscars when they surprise you because it's more fun when you get like surprised by something. And like Anthony Hopkins gave us that, but you don't even have like time to enjoy it because like the show immediately ends after that. And just like the whole night. It was just painful to, to get to get through to the point where I started plucking playing Pokemon Sword on my Nintendo Switch 
all the Oscars and you guys were like talking in the background. Cause I was like, I don't care. Like everything that is like winning is stuff that we thought was going to win. There's nothing exciting about this. Why am I sitting through this three hour broadcast? It was like the concept of having it as a movie is like an interesting concept, but it didn't work out well. It was so like monotonous and boring. I don't like that they put the songs in the pre-show one because I was busy and couldn't watch it and like two because they break up things and like it's something different and like interesting to watch other than just like rambling talking about all these movies that no one really cares about um I also fucking hate what they did with the in memoriam like that is like the most disappointing segment of the night there's like so many people that I genuinely admire that like passed away this like this year and last year and the fact that so many people were like on there like everybody was on there for like two seconds at least and like the in memoriam is something that makes me like sob like crazy every single year to the point where that one year when Dave Grohl sang Blackbird I think about that all the time because I had tears pouring down my face as that in memoriam was happening and then this this whole this whole night was just disappointing and I don't like that I had to sit through this. Like, if we weren't doing this podcast, I would have turned it off for sure. I, I think it's just fun. Even as a fan of Nomadland, Nomadland's my favorite film of 2020. Like, that best picture when you're so angry because of what they're doing that you can't even enjoy. But also, like, imagine that narrative. It would have been so much more interesting best picture had we known Hopkins won actor. Because then it had actor and screenplay. Like, Nomadland has actor and director. That's at least, like, a pretty decent race then. But no, we know Nomadland mm-hmm. won. There's no, you know, Francis McDormand winning wasn't as big as a shock because we just saw it win Best Picture. Like, it just, it shot itself in the foot so badly. I also think, like, I just think the environment was off. It was very intimate, which I don't think was a good decision. The speeches, they didn't play anyone off. You just got these really long speeches from people we knew were going to win, so it didn't matter. Like, I just think this was mm-hmm. a really boring experience not as exhausting as golden globes after golden globes i genuinely just fell asleep and i was like i can't do anything i feel like i I can move on with my night but i don't feel fulfilled in any way by this oscars it also i think doesn't help that like it's been so long we're so done with these films we're so done with these discussions the films themselves largely outside of a handful are not even that good it's just it's really hard to like find that passion i mean Nomadland will end up at the bottom of all best pictures for me. I have watched all, them all. It's going all the way down. It can't be below the, the greatest is, circus or greatest show on earth. No, but the thing is, I did some research on the years that they were around. Um, so if there was a movie that fit for the time period, I gave it some bonus points. I'm going to be honest. Like, I sat there and I was like, this movie's shit. But if it was the middle of fucking World War II, I would go, oh, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. You know what? Enjoy your spot here. Well, this um, was in the middle of a global pandemic, to be fair. Uh, true. But I don't have to worry about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, enough. I tried to add that in. And also, I think that... Uh, there were some better films that showed that. Um, so it's towards the bottom. It's in the 80s of 100 or uh, 93 films. Listen, um, I worked with Soderbergh and he was not a nice man. 
also surprised because Twitter told you that he was such a great guy. Um, he's not nice. But <laughs> um, watching this was insane because it's somebody who didn't even give a fuck about the pandemic. All we heard was this is going to be the pandemic year. And everything that happened was just very uh, inconsequential to what we felt emotionally over the past 16 months since the last Oscars. You know, um, even 14 months, I think, is the correct number. But we've gone through some shit and it never felt like you could have had so many actors or actresses fucking Tom Hanks honestly I don't even particularly like Tom Hanks but if you had the man who we all know as the coronavirus start this is a big deal man come out and tell us that things are going to be okay and we'll uh, continue on and then have him do best original screenplay or whatever that would have been great but no one did and so we sat there and it felt like exactly what I imagined a you know horrible version of this would be all of the shit you've been through doesn't matter but you know um these are the awards that you've always expected Oh, look, there's a couple shocks. Is that good enough for you, bitches? Fuck you. Here's best picture in the middle. And then we're going to do best actress, best actor. Which were the surprises, but also, like, if you were paying attention, not. (laughs) So, I don't know. I'm just very upset. Because, you know, I'm the oldest of the three of you guys, and this is not to be a, like... Uh, bitchy moment but like this has been important to me for 25 years this has been like something I've cared about for a quarter of a century I would watch the Oscars as long as I was cognizant and that this year like you know I was screaming you guys heard it for Anthony Hopkins but it was also because I just didn't care about so much before it when Mm -hmm. something would win I was like yeah sure um so it's upsetting um and if we're talking about the future of the oscars i don't know what we're doing how are you going to convince people to watch this if this is their first oscars i feel like the order of like how the awards were handed out like fucked it the most because like usually the oscars every single year it's like you start with the small things and you go up and up and up and up and up until like the best picture happens. And then like this time it was like very up and down because there was like bigger words and little I'm just like, I I don't care about these ones that are in the middle because these are the ones that are usually in the beginning. Like they're minor awards. Like I don't care if Sound of Metal wins best sound because like that's nice for those people, but like it's not a big deal. So like, why didn't we just get that over with in the beginning? Why am I watching this at like 10 o'clock at night when I could be sleeping? I just like they made so many weird decisions this year and I don't understand why. I think in the conversation of like how do the Oscars move forward they've had huge rating issues. I think at this point they just wanted to try something new 
and see like what does it do what is the reaction you know i i, I which is a scary but did point they, for no, the oscars to be in no but the thing is they didn't try anything new and i will agree with you except they got rid of everything they know is good they got rid of everything. They tried to have a more pure intimate setting and they tried to turn it less into like an entertainment show, more of a award show. And they tried to change up the order to make a more compelling, what they thought were going to be in a compelling narrative throughout the evening. It failed. I, you know, I'm not saying that they achieved it, but they definitely, I think, tried for that. I think it's the only explanation. No, no, I, I totally agree with you. And I don't like, you know, trying to figure out what a poorly done scenario did well is not what we should be trying to do it's bad this was the worst and that's not even like they were in a smaller scenario you know even you and the three of us were all talking we're like oh they should have cut away to blank or blank and it's bad it's like aggressively bad in a way that like as an oscar lover like, I'm trying to imagine, like, you know, Georgina, who's, like, 89 years old, has watched all these. It's, like, watching this thing, and she kind of watched some of the films. She may have fallen asleep in half of them. And she's trying to figure out what's going on, which is the Oscar watcher. I was just wondering of the Chadwick Boseman NFTs that they all got. That didn't oh, age. God. That aged oh, even no, worse no. than it we started were aging about well. The boxes at the end. Um, sure. Fucking, you want to talk about the Chadwick Boseman's NFTs? No, I'm just like I'm um, seeing a tweet about them. That's so bad that he didn't win. Now, like that is horrific. I mean, it was bad to begin with. The first reaction was yikes. To be very clear, but like that's even worse now. <laughs> uh-huh. No, the Chadwick Boseman NFTs are so embarrassing because they were based on a very unclear belief that he would win best actor uh, here's the thing retroactively anthony hopkins was going to win best actor there is no question that anthony hopkins was going gonna win best actor we were all like oh my god who's gonna win it it was anthony hopkins i don't fucking care about the okay so here's the thing that people lose their mind about. Just and kind of quickly can minor right before you do this. Also, just to confirm your point further, uh, his wife was in attendance, confirmed. So they definitely thought he was winning, but continue. Oh, no, no, no. They definitely thought he was winning. But if you're going to go through the different categories, go through. Um, when we hit the Oscars, it's a free for all. They're not specifically in SAG. They're not specifically in any of the other, um, you know, groups that win awards, nominate awards or give awards. They can be random ass people. And I don't think people understand that that's what the Oscars are. The Oscars are, you're the best. We have decided you're the most important people, whether it's from... 1925 or 2019 like that's you're the best of film and so when you look at all these previous categories they don't matter because 
most of the people who vote in those previous categories, be they ACE or whatever, they're not voting in the Oscars. <laughs> like five of those people are voting in the Oscars. And I think that people always assume like, oh, if it's SAG, that was the actors, they're all voting in the Oscars. No. SAG is any actor who can get into SAG. <laughs> and then they have thousands. The actors, they have more people, I think, in yeah. SAG than the Academy. Yeah. I have friends who have booked commercials who are in SAG. <laughs> so next year vlogs. Not to be a gun. Like YouTubers will be in but, SAG. Yeah. So they're not in the Oscars. They didn't vote. None of their votes matter. <laughs> like stop it golden globes different group critics choice didn't matter stop it guys and like the thing is what happens is the wave i will even say this for uh nomadland the wave happened and crashed over and a couple happened i don't think in 1935, where none of these groups were here, Nomadland would have won. I think films that resonated more with the Academy, but they just felt like Nomadland's the winner. So that's the winner. Um, <laughs> same with fucking Frances McDormand, who is not the best actress of the year. Um, so... That's something that's very frustrating to me in terms of, you know, I see a lot of these Twitter guys who talk and they talk and they talk about what happens in these different awards. And that's not part of it. Um, it is what is right now with these people who are legacy or recent additions to the Oscars. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like, I don't know, I don't want to completely invalidate like the idea of precursors and stuff. We see it work a ton. I mean, in all the bloodline categories, pretty much, except like, well, even cinematography and stuff like we saw a pretty good, like, you know, result from them. And like, I do give value to them. It's not the end all be all, right? Like you can go to precursors, but there's a reason no one gets 100%. Even though this year, you know, we came shockingly close, but like, I, you know, it's not like it's invalid, like it doesn't matter, but it's not factual. Yeah, I pretty much agree with both of you guys. Um, I also want to say something that's kind of mean. Like, I just keep like thinking about all the people who were like convinced that Chadwick Boseman was going to win. Like, did they genuinely think that he was like the best actor this year? Or are they like, I think everyone is just sad that he died and they're like guilted into thinking that he's, he was going to win. Like, yes. don't get me wrong. I love Chadwick Boseman. I didn't think he was that great in Ma Rainey. I thought he was way better in Defy Bloods. I'm just like seeing them, I guess like Twitter people just like over and over again, like convince themselves so much that like Chadwick Boseman was going to win. I'm just like, were you like not paying attention this entire time? Like you've watched the Oscars before, right? Like you don't just pick somebody just because they died. Well, 
and you shouldn't. I can't. You shouldn't like yeah. genuinely. No. You shouldn't do it that way. Anthony Hopkins. We talked about this, I think, last week, where it was like it's yeah. a sh- like you shouldn't pick. Oh, what's like who? You know, you should pick what was the best performance. That's the point of the award. You could actually have a discussion about whether T'Challa for Black Panther was his best performance, and should he have been nominated? But he wasn't. He didn't win we've moved on and that's the upsetting thing about the oscars like we can discuss these things after and that's what happened i think is we were like oh he's so great as the black panther we should give it for this award that nah it's fine because he died i don't even think like (laughs) you know uh not to put words in his mouth, but like, I don't think even Chadwick Boseman would be like, that was my best performance. I should win an Oscar for a supporting role. And honestly, if you want to like be specific, I think that Netflix fucked up because they thought maybe they could get a best actor and a best supporting actor role. If they had pushed him into supporting he probably would be winning that. He would have won. He probably would have been. He would the have defeated Kaluuya easily. Mm-hmm. Easily. Um, but they, I mean, just like, after, let's let's be clear. No, Jared like, Leto almost got in this category. It's not like this was a stat category. No offense to our king right. God, Jared Leto, but, love you, but like, it, you know, it's not also, like sorry, your performance wasn't this good. Is after his death, if you're like talking yeah. about like what, um. Bozeman would have wanted Bozeman was like probably expecting a best supporting nominee I think they originally announced that as the plan then they switched it to best actor yeah and that's Mm -hmm. he would have won and that's that's a mistake that Netflix made do not put this on Bozeman or Hopkins or the voting group of the academy you guys gave us what you know you expected um i mean flip side you could talk about lakeith <laughs> i do think that like you know lakeith should have been nominated for uh best actor but it didn't so like there's there's things that just happen with the overall movie making process and overall i think that's what people need to realize because i think people when we talk about these Oscars, it's going to be this. It's going to be Hopkins, Bozeman. Hopkins deserved it. There is no question. Hopkins did the best performance maybe of any of our lifetimes. (laughs) Bozeman did a fine performance, probably could have won supporting. I don't think people would be upset, though, if they just mm-hmm. handled it normally with the layout and, like, how they actually presented the entire narrative. Yeah. I think the issue, though, with Ma Rainey, like, it's important to notice, it goes above and beyond just Bozeman. Davis didn't win. The film didn't get nominated for screenplay, director, or picture. Like, Netflix dropped the ball in some degree with this film entirely. And I think Bozeman just wasn't strong enough, the narrative or, you know, performance or whatever you want to say, to overcome Netflix's bad handling of the film overall. Yeah, I fully agree. The, there was a way that Chadwick Boseman could have had his posthumous Oscar, and it was not. They like 
anybody with the brain you i who the fuck is in charge of like netflix's oscar campaigns because like they done fucked up they For fucked the, it up what, the fourth year in a row <laughs> they keep yeah. fucking up like seriously they couldn't win best picture in this year with these films that like are so academy friendly yikes mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure trial chicago 7 won nothing right not a single award that's crazy to me i like a lot of people hate on that movie i liked it just fine and i thought it was gonna win at least one thing but definitely more than one so that was i what are they doing at netflix genuinely i don't get why they release that in october that's I think the biggest thing with that movie. I, when you yeah. knew it was being pushed back, the ceremony especially, because they knew I think before they even acquired it, like why wouldn't you set that for a February release? If they set that for February, it would have won Best Picture. Guaranteed. Yeah. Oh, also I, I forgot to say this when Paul was on his like Anthony Hopkins thing. Friendly reminder to watch the two popes. Friendly yes. Reminder. Every time we talk about him. I have to mention the two popes because it's so good and it got slandered for no reason. It's a great movie. Another film Netflix botched the award season of. Seriously. I just, I really hope we talked about like Nomad Land might be facing backlash. I just pray. Like, I think my final major thought of the night, like, I just pray people don't turn on the father. Watch the father. It's an incredible film. Anthony Hopkins deserves it. It deserved best picture. Even I would go that far, even though I think Nomadland overall might be better. I would have chosen the father for best picture. Like it deserved the love. Like don't take it out on the father. No. And that's, that's the most upsetting thing is like, I think the father is one of the best films, not of the year, but like of all time. Nomadland. I promise by next week, I will rewatch knowing it won Best Picture, and I will treat it fairly. Um, we'll see what happens. But I don't like it. I don't think it well, that's says valid. anything. I, I, um, I don't think you're going to change your mind on Nomadland, to be fair. But also, no, but like I, I have Nomadland at a one and a half star. I think I could get it up to a two and a half star with a rewatch. We'll see. Um, as the Oscars were still airing, my boyfriend texted me. Twitter just notified me a movie I'll never see one. And that's all you need to know about this Oscars tonight. Because nobody outside of film people gave a shit about any of these movies. And I am a film people. Okay. And I don't give a shit about most of these movies. I'm really I'm mad that Soul won. I'm tired of Pixar's Reign of Terror. Agreed. Like, Wolf Walker should have won. Like, Soul's fine. Soul's fine. It's, but I still think it's like a knockoff of Inside Out. Agreed. I think Pixar should have won for a different film, says Carson. I mean, I would have taken Wolf Walker Studio Cartoon Saloon like overdue. They're the modern Studio Ghibli, but I mean, Onward was the best animated film of the year. So wrong. Yeah. Everybody just picks Pixar. It's always it's Pixar. Pixar yeah. and it's really annoying. It's like genuinely yeah. freaking annoying. Unless it's undeniable, like Into the Spider Verse, where like that became a moment. But right Into the, the Spider Verse isn't even particularly good. Well, I don't know if we need to go down that road today. You know. Overall, we should have probably expected something with best cinematography for 
Mank, and I didn't. I was 100% on Nomadland, even though I don't particularly think it was good. Because it really does show overall that era. Um, one of my friends wasn't able to watch Mank in time, and he was like, can you send me one or two clips? And I sent a couple clips of um, Amanda Seyfried because I thought maybe she would win. And then I went and rewatched them. And I was like, the makeup in this is amazing. The cinematography in this is amazing. And the production design. And I was really stuck for a second. And I, it wasn't enough to change. But I did sit there for a second and I go, this is beautiful. I mean, Mank looks beautiful. I think Nomadland deserved it. I mean, again, this is one like the precursors kind of told us. I know you kind of, you know, don't like to look at the precursors, but it won the precursor. Mank did. So like we did get a sign this was coming and they love black and white films. They have a hard on for them. So, yeah, I mean, I think that was, um, I guess, that was one of the surprises of the night. Colette, you know, even short, you know. Uh, Colette short. did not surprise. Here's the thing. It surprised everyone but you, Paul. You can't say it's just a surprise because you were smart on one category. Okay. No, but here's the thing. Respect it how should we not surprise someone that the Academy, which normally loves um, things about the Holocaust, would not be interested in what happens to someone who has not dealt with the Holocaust. I mean, even when I originally watched it, I was like, that's my favorite because... Yeah, it's great. You know, it's... But it's also sitting there looking at something that happened 40 years ago, which also is when most of these people are looking at the Oscars. They love the Oscars from 40 years ago. Um, it felt like to me the shoe-in. Um, and I think I even said love song for Latasha on the podcast. Um, but my brain was going, it's Colette. You know, I think I know, like, it's, that's a really beautiful kind of like I'll look at my overall thoughts on the podcast or on, not on the podcast on the show. The surprises and the wins, I'm fine with nearly all of them. Two distant strangers might be the only win. Oh, and then Promising Young Woman for screenplay. Sorry, film Twitter. I think the screenplay is abysmal in that film. Other than those two wins, I think just like off the top of my head, I am fine with everything that won. I love Colette. I'm so happy it surprised, but I just didn't care because of the presentation. I think that's the thing with this Oscars. This is one of the few Oscars to get the wins mostly right. But again, they just shot themselves in the foot. And I, I don't know. I don't like that Frances McDormand won Best Actress. I introduced love, as Fern. That Best I, Picture speech was a fucking mess. But I kind of love oh, it. Oh, yeah. When Chloe was like, and here's our Fern. And then Frances was like, no, I'm Fran. I was like, that was big cringe. I hated that. That's like Ew. high school level like, cringe. Like you do yeah, that in high school. Um, I didn't. I didn't pay attention to any of it because I can't with Nomadland. And you know what? It's like what we talked about on the podcast last week. Um, I do think there is going to be a backlash to Nomadland in the next couple of years. And I'll just enjoy it. It'll be great. It'll be like everyone will be like, wait, was Nomadland bad? And I'll be like, yes, I was saying it. Um, but I don't care right now. Uh, what I will care about is... Frances McDormand as best actress for a role that is basically her just going uh to 
every single other character. She shit. And she gave herself diarrhea to shit <sighs> in a bucket to help the sound of the poop you don't see. So you could have audioed it in hit the bucket at a better sound that is a best actress like moment if there's ever been one <laughs> not my pick should have been Kirby. no should have been a lot of other people in that category but no like, but the thing that's is iconic. um it is funny knowing that hopkins won <laughs> um because it really is like me as someone who like loves the academy and believes that they are the people who know what good taste is and maybe my taste isn't good. Like, honestly, that's what someone, I don't know if you guys are the same way, but someone born in the 90s, that's kind of what you feel is like, oh, I like this, but the Oscars said that wasn't as good as this thing, and I don't like that, but I will believe that's better, and I'm just have weird taste. It's even how I treat my letterbox. If you see something that I dislike, I'll always say, oh, I know this is probably good, but I hate this shit. This was the like moment where I was like, do you guys have bad taste? <laughs> Especially with Frances McDormand. It was just like a like, no, I don't think she was a good actress in this. She just felt like she was doing every Frances McDormand role. She just was like doing her uh, basic shit. I mean, the Oscars, I'm not sure how you're shocked. Like, the Oscars are not about quality. You just want, like, you know, you know this for out of anyone because you watched all of them recently. Like, nothing is about quality with this fucking thing and never has been. And people who say it's about quality feel insecure about liking this because of, like, the political game. It's literally just like a simulator where every year you get this new, like, political game and you get to see how it lays out and you get to predict the winner. That's all it is. It's just politics. I would believe that, except fucking anthony hopkins winning best actor that's really throwing me for yeah because yes yes but also yeah i mean though you could look at that film i think a lot of people hate on that film because they had such a they waited so long to enter the conversation so long to be put on vod and out in theaters and so long to send screeners for but then ultimately they were the ones in the conversation at the end and hopkins i think benefited greatly from that that he peaked at the right moment where everyone else peaked in january yeah uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Clappercast, a little bonus episode. Uh, so there will still be one this Wednesday with new releases and such, but want to talk about Oscars tonight. Where can we find everyone on social media? Alina, where are you? I'm Alina Falbs on Twitter and Letterboxd, if you make it all one word. Uh, the incredibly sober Paul Price, where are you at? At Price Like Tag on both Twitter and Letterboxd. And you can find me on Twitter at BP underscore movie reviews, letterbox, just Carson Tamar. Find Claffer, www.clafferltd.co.uk. We're on YouTube, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're everywhere. Uncut Gems is a thing. Uh, you can email us if, with your thoughts, clappercast at gmail.com. And with that, peace and love. I'll, we'll see you all later this week, Wednesday. Yeah, we'll see you. Bye.